Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex. can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. we got about a half hour more calls. Craig Simpson coming up at 135 today. You can text us, on, and that's where we're going to go next, on our Heartland Ford text line with over $10 million at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford, new and pre-owned inventory, $10 million worth. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Escott. Brendan, very quickly, just before we go back to calls, there has been a trade in the Western League that is going to make some people go, hmm, so let's get to it. Yeah, so the Kootenai Ice, who hold the number one pick in the upcoming Bantam draft. They're, they're now the Winnipeg Ice. Yeah, that's right. I guess the end of this season. So uh, they hold the number one pick in the Bantam draft. As a lot of us know, Matthew Savoy is expected to be the number one target, assuming he chooses the WHL route. Even so, though he's already committed to Denver. That's right. But so is Big Brother, and that's who uh, the Ice just picked up the rights to today. Three draft picks for the rights to Carter Savoy, who right now is playing for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. So interesting development, trying to get the youngster there, eh? Well, you know what? It's the better developmental model. It's not perfect, but it's the better developmental model. You play more games. It's uh, closer to style for pro for me. Yep. And there are situations that benefit NCAA roots. But as a rule of thumb, uh, I'm a firm belief in the backdrop in it is you, to take your shot. You play in the Western Hockey League as a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old. And if you can't get yourself an NHL deal, then you go to school. And the WHL scholarship program takes care of that for you. It's not a bad deal. You go down an NCAA school, they fire the coach, you lose your scholarship. There's the worst-case scenario in it. It happens once in a while. Some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked Ready Your Table, Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Now, I'll tell you, Denver's a very good school for hockey. Good school, produced a lot of players. Um, you know, Jim Montgomery on the NHL, but that's the rarity. That does not happen a lot. And I will say this right now, that the 22, 23-year-old NCAA player, that it, it becomes a free agent, these guys... There's some guys that have panned out. Bozak panned out. Justin Schultz used a mechanism. He's a pretty good player. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for Edmonton. But uh, 
Again, I'm a little bit partial to the WHL route. That's the way I am. I am. All right, here we go. You can text us at 630, 630. Tweet us. We'll get to KJM in a second and Mark in a second as well. Uh, Bob, uh, 10, 7, and 5 over 82 games is a 100-point season. That gets you in. Okay. I'm not convinced that that's that's 10 wins out of 22 games. I guess Batman NHL, maybe it does get you in. Uh, Out of Calgary, Alberta, Bob, no more phone calls. That text comes into us. Out of White Court, Alberta, Bob, let the callers talk. Wow. Text us at 636. I've literally got, oh, here's one for you. I would never listen to a Calgary Flames radio station, let alone phone in. This comes to us out of Grand Prairie. I've always thought, says the texter, that they were more happy in Calgary with the Oilers losing than when they were winning. Not true hockey fans, pure trolls out of Grand Prairie. I personally don't get that sense from the guys in Calgary. There's a little bit of envy there. But I don't. I think most of them are pretty excited and being focused on what the Flames have done this year. Eric is Texas. Curious is if you think other fan bases dislike the media that cover their team as much as the Oilers fans dislike the media that cover their team. From Eric. Uh, I think when teams lose, some people don't like. The media rep- I mean, there are certain guys that go for the easy cheap shot all the time as media guys. That's their shtick. Usually they have to do that because, you know, either they don't have the, the juice or the insight, whatever. I mean, there's, there's, and believe me, the orders have given a lot of opportunity. There's some other guys that are brilliant writers that choose to go down that path. Okay. As for fans liking and disliking media, I will tell you that when it comes to broadcasters, they like their team more. They like their broadcasters more when the team wins. Virtually every study that's ever been done will show you that. Because they're behind their team. They want to hear the call of the play-by-play guy in that overtime goal because they love their team. That comes with the territory. I mean, the team's missed the playoffs for 12 of the last 13 years. So when that happens... If you're a member of the Oilers Entertainment Group, you got to accept you're going to get some on you. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I mean, the irony is the person that probably had the greatest input on the roster configuration is out of the mix and getting paid for one or two more years, and everybody else is left cleaning up the pieces. In Texas at 6.30, 6.30, Mark has patiently waited for over 25 minutes. Thank you, Mark. How are you? I didn't think it had been that long, Bob, but... I'm I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, well, not bad. No, I, I I actually wanted to comment on something that was brought up yesterday, and it was Tyson Berry. Now, I mean, I understand Tyson Berry's not old. Yep. Uh, I believe he's 27. Yep. Uh, my thinking on Tyson Berry, you, you know, that'd be fine if you could do some type of a swap. Uh, or you would give up a suspect, not a prospect, a, sus- a suspect and something else to get him, because if they're willing to part, if the Avalanche are willing to part with Tyson Berry, it's because they have to. And, and, that's, and that it's because they have other people coming up that have to get paid, and yeah. he's got to go. Well, and, it, and my it, thinking on that, my thinking on that is very similar to the Eberly deal. I mean, what, what happened with Eberly? Well, 
supposedly we had to trim salaries. So we got rid of Eberly for Strom. And we, we basically gave up on proven talent for potential talent. So if, if we were to even go down that Tyson Berry route, I would want to be giving up hardly anything to get him. I mean, i.e., you know, you give up uh, somebody in your farm system that might come up, like a Caleb Jones or something like that, and a fifth-round draft pick. What we cannot do under any circumstances is get rid of a couple of prospects or a prospect and a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which might have been suggested the other day, and not necessarily by yourself, because that is paying too much. And I find with this organization, they seem to feel that because we're crappy, we have to pay more to get more. We have to pay an unequal amount to get equal value back. And to me, that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I think you enter a trade, and if you traded a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, which I'm certainly by no means ever suggesting they do, if they do that, they're just nuts, you better get somebody of his caliber back. Keep Did I lose you, Bob? No, keep going. <laughs> This this oh, well, might I mean, this this might be one of the most intelligent. Keep going. Well, no, I mean the, the thing about that is, is is that we routinely routinely do that, and I, you know what? Every time you bring up Taylor Hall, I get pissed off. I'm getting pissed off bringing it up myself. I never liked the trade. That's beside the point. We traded Taylor Hall for a three four defenseman at best at that time. And you're telling me that we couldn't have got a throw-in? We couldn't have got a second-round draft pick? Nothing like that? This is the kind of stuff that they've done over and over again, and it irks me to no end. I don't know who's calling the shots on that stuff, but somebody that had no intellectual capacity at all should know that winning organizations don't do that. Losers do that. And that's what we routinely do. The Taylor Hall one, and I, I know this was yourself, and I'm not. this isn't a disparaging comment, but when you, that happened, and I know you didn't want it to happen either, but when that happened, that was equated to us picking up Lucic. Yeah. I, that is what happened. But a loser organization says, you know what, we got Larson and Lucic. We got Lucic for free. We should not have been trying to equate those two as the same deal because they were not the Except, same deal. Mark, you're smart enough to know that you have to equate cap space into it. So they. Oh no, no, no! Absolutely. From that standpoint, right. that's that's why we got Lucic. Well, the con- hey, let's cut the BS here. The confluence of those two moves is the most significant thing that has undermined the growth of this team. Because if they still, and here's the deal, I found out about the concept of the deal and assumed plus plus was coming based upon the trade record of Kevin Lowe. Because when Kevin Lowe made deals, he got plus plus. I walked everybody through the pronger thing. This is before I worked for the Oilers, but it involved a player who I knew. And Kevin said, I'm not doing the deal for a pronger going to Anaheim until I get plus plus out of Berkey. And he got plus-plus over the course of the weekend between June 30th and July 3rd. And the plus turned out to be Jordan Everly. So Kevin executed that deal. When uh, Shirelli came in to be president and general manager, 
people can believe what they want to believe, but it, I, I, if Brian Burke has stated it, others on the show have stated it, he had a incredible amount of autonomy. If you dealt with him on a daily basis, which I did, you'd understand that he saw things a certain way, and that's how he dealt. I don't know who advised him, okay? But I can tell you, look at the body of work of the trades that Lowe made, and Kevin said some things that pissed off a lot of fans in this marketplace. But if you looked at his body of work in terms of his time as a GM, he did get the exact thing that you said. He got plus. He got little extras. So let's go to Tyson Berry. I want to go well, back. I, mean, I want to go sorry, back to. Go I, want, I want to go back to Tyson Berry. Not a chance I'd trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins straight up for Tyson Berry. Okay, not a chance. I think what's going to happen here: Kale McCarr's coming out of UMass. The Avs have got a good thing going. They c- they're going to have no lower than a fourth overall pick in the draft. No lower. Brilliant trade by them. Completely transformed. Think of where they were two years ago winning 22 games. And with the Matt Duchesne thing hovering on that team. And I criticized. I, I spoke. I, Chris McFarland's their assistant general manager. I talked to him about it. I'm like, you guys got to get this guy. This deal. These deals never end well. The longer you wait, the worse. And then they turn away, turn around, Mark, and they made one of the most brilliant trades ever in getting, you know, that Nashville got worked into the deal, Ottawa got worked into the deal, and Ottawa's sitting there without their own number one pick in a year in which they have the highest probability to have the number one pick. And Colorado has that pick. But And I, and I hope they win it. But so <laughs> just, just on Colorado, they got to get Ranton signed, and they have McCarr coming. After watching Tyson Berry last night, I don't know if you saw the game. No, I didn't. I, I, I listened to it on radio. Well, I can't believe that they would trade Tyson Berry after seeing him play last night because I thought he was the best player on the ice last night. He dominated the game. He is exactly what Edmonton needs in terms of a defenseman, just like Pajot's exactly what Edmonton needs in terms of a third-line center. And I think that it's a 10% chance the Oilers can get in on him because I think Colorado would be crazy to trade him. But despite the fact that their ownership is worth $8 billion, remember, they own a soccer team, Arsenal. They own an NFL team, the Cronkies. They own the Nuggets, right? And so the Avalanche are not a priority, and they do not spend to the cap. So there is a window there, and we'll see what happens with Tyson Berry. Bob, how do you make a trade like that a, a, a winning trade, or at the very very most, an equal trade with the Avalanche, and then still be able to sign the guys we've got coming up. Sorry, can you ask me that again? Well, how do you make a trade for Tyson Berry, not give up more than what we should to acquire his services, yeah. and then still be able to sign our up-and-coming guys? Well, our, that, our, the owners up and coming guys have to prove it. Oh no, and absolutely, I, I think that we've got to start. So, making, what you're we, saying, you're saying they should just be patient and allow Samer accept the fate that they're in right now, and and because I think they need to change the dynamic on the defense. They need to have a better puck moving defense. Okay, it, unless you can win that trade, Bob. Oh, hey, I'm with you. I, unfortunately, uh, okay. unless you can win that trade. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it, but they got to be patient because we've done too many stupid decisions. We've made too many stupid decisions. I remember the calls when we had 
well, still have, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jordan Eberle, and Taylor Hall. And we were talking about, uh, you know, can you see four years from now, those three guys maybe being their own line in the Olympic team. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, how that we're going to be winning Stanley Cups with these guys in the lineup, and we got one guy left in the lineup. Thank God we got one guy left in the lineup. And with all due respect to Ryan, he would be a support player, whereas Taylor Hall should be an Olympian. Because Taylor's not good. I'm going to tell you right now, there's people that have worked, maybe no longer in the Oilers organization, but have worked in the Oilers organization that never thought Taylor Hall could be uh, an all-star winger. And then there's people at work in the organization that 100% believe Taylor could be an all-star winger. In Nuge's case, this is his best, so far his best year. There is an underrated aspect, and it's tough to sell at a time when the Oilers are in the crapper the way they are right now. But he does a lot of the, the stuff that, you know, he's he, he's a terrific teammate. We have three solid centermen, Bob. Stick with him. There's no way you can get rid of that, especially with a team that is devoid of talent. Thanks for the call. Front. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of uh, reason and logic in that call. He had it going on. Uh, tell Mark to go back to the 80s. Uh, Colorado comparatively comparatively has a much better defense from uh, three and onward. Uh, this text comes in saying, no way. I don't think Barry is the answer to our problems. You get that guy, he'll just flounder here. I don't think he'd flounder. He's a pretty good buck movie defenseman. And the only reason why I keep mentioning him is because they have Kale McCarr coming. And because... They have a self-imposed cap team, which might make him available. You can text us at 630-630. This text comes in, I can't see the Avs moving Barry for a couple years. Well, he's a year away from free agency, so that's part of the issue. They need to be sure McCarr will be a for sure replacement. Plus, I feel like Barry's been working on his defensive side of the game so that he'll be an asset to keep I think the only way the Oilers would get him is with Paul Yarby and a conditional second, the condition being the Oilers make the playoffs and it turns into a first. I got news for you. Paul Yarby and a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Additional second does not do it for Tyson Berry. Nope. One twenty-three. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Ched. Let's hit that button. Hey, what's that button for? Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, Dougie Hamilton needs to be our target. This text comes to us on our Heartland Ford text line. I think Sekra, JP, and a swap of first-round picks, say 7-ish for 17-ish. Maybe throw in a bear and try to get the Fox rights. That one comes to us from Lancer, the rancher. Uh, well, Fox is uh, headed uh, to – Adam Fox is headed to the out east. He's not going to go uh, – 
Uh, he ain't going to go to uh, – he's already turned the – like the Flames obviously didn't think he was going to sign. and Now it sounds like Carolina's not going to be able to sign him either. Uh, Brody. Listening to the show, hey, Bob, so what's your solution to fixing the orders? I'd love to hear it in details because I think most people have no clue what the solution is other than changing out a coach, GM, or players, and what do you think that will happen? Love listening to the show. Uh, well, a year like this on the heels of last year is incredibly humbling. Humility is uh, something that I think occurs in these situations. Solutions. The orders have to be on the cutting edge of analytics and sports science. They have to embrace that and not be threatened by it. In terms of on ice, the team needs to be very proactive and, and up, try to find a way, try to find a way to add at least two top six wingers. Not sure how you do that. And then get some really good support forwards so you're not pressing a guy like Tyler Benson or Kyler Yamamoto in a service when they're not ready up front. I think they have to change out two of the 6D. Uh, add a greater puck-moving component to the back end as well as guys that can finish off offensive zone cycles and create uh, more offense and generate more O from D. They definitely need a really good backup, and they need to work with Koskinen and some of the weaknesses of his game because they've committed to him. Uh, in terms of coaching, I'd suggest uh, you take a look at a guy like Jared Bednar, worked his way up. Uh, he's today's coach. Today's generation of players are different. They want to have coaches that uh, treat them with respect and dignity. And when you do that with people, what happens as a rule of thumb is they do not want to fail you. And so they give you everything you got. That's one perspective on things. Doesn't mean that I have the right answer for a second. The Chisler has texted the show to say, Bob, I've got my chin up. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm looking to take you down memory lane and kicking the teeth for sure with this text. I'm definitely taking the over five on Rockstars before 4 p.m. for your diet. Bob, I hate the horn at the Pepsi Center. It exhausted me last night. I'm opening up the Pandora's box here, says the Chisler. Put Stollers in already. The chase is over. We are where we are, or perhaps all we are, as we go to break. Let her rip, let me tell you. I wish I had a voice like that. Off to a global news weather traffic update. She was the biggest fan of Kim Mitchell when she attended Brigham Young University. It's Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.